This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, August 30th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with the two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the U.S. $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operations system of record helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid modernization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheff as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, AKA follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in DC, advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's, let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. Infrastructure Bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
With fuel prices still contributing to the extraordinary levels of inflation in the U.S. economy, the federal government took action to ensure adequate supplies are available after BP's refinery in Whiting, Indiana, went offline. An electrical fire last week prompted BP to close down part of its refinery situated along the southern shores of Lake Michigan. Whiting is the nation's sixth largest refinery, processing some 400,000 barrels of crude oil per day. Those barrels account for about a quarter of the supplies of gasoline, jet fuel, and diesel for Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Geothermal energy is sort of the ignored middle child in renewable energy. Its stated advantages are many. It is baseline. It's always hot, deep underground, making it even more reliable than coal, natural gas, hydroelectric, etc. It does not take up miles of cropland, as do wind and solar, in fact requiring only a few dozen of square feet. It uses no rare earths, and it emits nothing at all. Its historical problem has centered on harvesting methods and expectations, says Andy Wood, subsurface manager for geothermal firm Serify Energy. He blames open-loop systems, which pump surface water into one deep well, with the goal of retrieving that water from a nearby well after it has been heated by its contact with hot downhole formations. In most cases, says Wood, this system has been inefficient, and many times the wells don't communicate, so injected water is simply lost forever somewhere in the formation. U.S. pharmaceutical major Abbott Laboratories has committed to investing 440 million euro to grow its Irish operations. The company, which has been operating in Ireland since 1946, will build a new 250,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility at the IDA Business and Technology Park in Lowboy, Kilkenny, to substantially increase production of its Freestyle Libra technology for people with diabetes. And India is taking steps in green ammonia production as a part of its transition into a green economy. Industrial Info is tracking 10 green ammonia projects in India worth $6.78 billion. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.